Hello and welcome to episode 83 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is March 19th, 2018. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is Slappy Jones 2 and we are both at McFlugel.com. The show notes page for this episode is McFlugel.com slash 83. And our sponsor for this episode is LibertyMugs.com, which is the website that we shill for on this episode where you can buy libertarian-themed coffee mugs. So go to the show notes page and click on the link there or just head straight to libertymugs.com. And with that, now that we're all commercialized and everything, I'm going to hand it over to Slappy and he's going to introduce our episode for this week. Thank you, Rallo, and thank you, everyone, for listening to the Rallo and Slappy show today. Brought to you uh, by Liberty Mugs. <laughs> yeah, every, Liberty I have Mugs. To, I have to yell that every time you yeah, say the LibertyMugs.com, Rallo and Slappy show um so with that i forget what our episode's about today now we uh last so last week we had on as a guest uh thaddeus russell to talk about the episode we had previous uh where we talked about some of his ideas and so he gave us a lot to think about over the last week uh brought up some very good arguments for his uh postmodernist views and um uh, so today we're going to talk about self-ownership because that came up in the episode and um, we just wanted to give it a little more time. Uh, so the concept of self-ownership and property rights and how that can be a priori, why we don't need to look on a blade of grass to see it written that you own yourself. So um, I'm going to pass it back to Rallo. Rallo, what were your thoughts for this episode? Yeah, so I think it is – well – we kind of got tied up in talking about some things in the Constitution about, you know, like the right to bear arms and, and the right to free speech. And I know you brought up the point, and I think I want to reiterate that is the only kind of rights there are, if, if, if we want to call them that, are property rights. And I, th- I think it's, it's kind of a weird thing to talk about because what is a right? Um, it's just – it's something that – obligates no one else to do anything for you for you to have it Um, and all humans would have these by nature of being human that's what makes it a right but the fact that it's an abstract abstract concept kind of makes it a little bit difficult to to grasp or understand or say well what is a right and and, you know what happens if our rights aren't respected because i get that a lot from people Real quick, I uh, also want to add, we're talking about natural rights or not rights that all people have. Because, for example, if um, I was going away for a week, I could give Rollo the rights to my house to watch it. Like, you have a right to come in and, yeah, if you want to grab some snacks or whatever, I'm not going to be back for a week. They might go bad. I'll give you the right to eat my food. But he doesn't have a right, you know, to, uh, you know, take down my deck or something thing or paint the walls i I would not grant that right so when we talk in in this episode when we're talking about rights we're talking about natural rights that all people have not rights in the sense that i own this house i can grant rights to different people coming in or what i guess some people would say is if you live in a government the government can grant you rights to health care or something right and likewise if i had slappy watch my house i would not give him the right to ride my tractor but i would i would uh violate my yes. rights to which w- yes that's where i was going you're not allowed to house sit ever so 
like I said, so the, this idea of natural rights is kind of an abstract concept. And so it's difficult to kind of understand. And a point that, that Russell was making was that we've only really known about or respected rights in the last you know, couple hundred years. And it's even a, only a small number of people even well, since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's it's kind of like saying, well, if that's the case, then, you know, well, most of humanity through most of history had has no concept of them. And so that kind of puts a big burden of proof on people who advocate for natural rights. And so I think it's important to just say that natural rights are just kind of a way to explain kind of it's a phenomenon, if you will, of something that's going on in the world. To put a, a to put words and a name to this abstraction, and I think yeah, I, the I wo- mean, words are always inherently vague. They're right. not precise. It's it's same words can mean different things to different people. You're just trying to convey an, a concept or an idea. Absolutely. And so the, one of the ideas or uh, analogies I gave last week was talking about atoms, and for a while people didn't know that atoms existed. They didn't. They thought the smallest particles, I don't know what they thought before. I don't know if it was... A, crumbs. Right. And I have then, no idea. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, crumbs. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I believed you for a second. I was, oh, is that like some scientific term, crumbs? Uh, but then they <laughs> then they learned that there were smaller particles, you know, at, uh, protons, neutrons, and electrons. And then they discovered there's even smaller particles that make those things up, like quarks. And then I believe that they've discovered even smaller particles. So the fact that we were ignorant about the exist, uh, the existence of these things through most of human history does not mean that they didn't exist prior to that. It just means that they were not known, they were not discovered. And another point I want to make uh, is the, the you know numbers. I think the numbers are a good also kind of analogy for this. You know, the number two, what is that? It's an abstraction. It's a way to understand a concept to make sense of something. And and so to get a little to talk about, I, I thought of this too today, thinking about it, about the concept of zero. Zero has not always been around as an idea. It was, you know, just doing some quick research on it. It looks like uh, the Egyptians had something in like the 1700 BCs. So it's been the last couple thousand years, you know, three to four thousand years that this idea of of zero has been established. And different societies have discovered zero at different times. Uh, And I think this, I found this quote in Wikipedia for uh, the ancient Greeks, what they were, uh, their concept of zero. So they seemed unsure about the status of zero as a number. They asked themselves, how can nothing be something, leading to philosophical and by the medieval period religious arguments about the nature and existence of zero and the vacuum? So I think that's kind of important that it was some like they didn't know they, they argued about it. It was it was really a philosophical right. concept, something that we take for such granted today. Yeah, I was going to go there because I have young kids and they all know what the number zero is. They all get it. If I take two from them, they have zero. Um, it's not something they have trouble with, or, or really anyone has trouble with today. Right. And so 
I think that that lends some credence to the idea that certain ideas that can be um, accepted as truth or at least the best explanation, there's been times where it wasn't known or really wasn't accepted. And the other obvious one is, you know, the, the earth being flat or that the, the universe revolves around the earth. Wait, is the earth not flat? No, it is. It's the Earth is flat, but it the universe does not revolve around it. Right, right. Gotcha. I was saying and, <laughs> so it's like both of those ideas combined. Right, right, right. Gotcha. By the way, if you ever want to be entertained for a while, go on the Flat Earth Twitter. It's <laughs> I have never been there. Oh, it's great. It's great. Uh, um. Anyway, so kind of switching gears a little bit. I don't know if you had anything else to say. about those ideas but the other thing is we all have these ideas of of property and i think we we grow up with them i know you bring up the example of your kids all the time if someone takes one of their toys they get upset yes absolutely yeah okay i don't know if that needed more explanation (laughs) yeah no that was i mean i think everyone pretty much gets that if you take something from a kid uh many times they get upset about it Right, and so uh, do you think that do you think that matters across cultures or time periods? Like, do you think there was a, a time period where you know people didn't respond the way they do today? I mean, what what do you think? Do you think there's any reason that your kids would get upset when they get something taken from them? Well, yeah, no. I mean, I don't. I don't know because I never really looked into it deeply you know like i didn't do any research but i imagine that's a natural reaction in kids because i mean my one-year-old can't talk yet she can say a couple words here and there uh but she'll still if someone takes her her binky out of her mouth she goes and gets it back right um does that mean she's saying well that was my property or is it just a natural reaction someone took your thing and you want it back I don't know. But either way, I mean, we, we have this idea of of certain things are ours. Like if, if someone's wearing a shirt, yeah. it would be I – think, I think it's fair to say that almost anyone throughout all of human history, if you walked up and just took their shirt off their back – That would be a problem. Right. I think that's fair to say as well. I – when I said I didn't study it, I mean I don't know. Right, and I, I, I you know I've know. done no research on this, but I think it's I think that's uncontroversial to say to postulate. And yeah. And so, how does you know it's it's something I don't know how to say. I'm trying to put put this into words a little bit, but it's it's a part, not really a part of you, but. Um, there's obviously naturally some sort of claim, feeling of, of a claim over to someone. And and likewise, if someone wants to take it from them, they probably have to figure out – they probably know that they can't just walk up and just take it right off them. They have to either do it violently or sneakily. Either way, with some sort of like fraud, if you will. Well, here's another thing. I, I It's on the same topic, but – 
Thaddeus Russell said the concept of property rights didn't exist before John Locke. Like nobody, um, I guess, articulated it as saying you have a right to property. Um, but of course, the idea of property had always been around. I mean, the Ten Commandments say you should not steal, you should not covet your neighbor's goods. Um, that's kind of implicit that property exists. And there were other owned. and there were other rules like that in, well, the, in that time. Code. Right. Right. I, is that the right name for mm -hmm. it? Yep. Yeah. I mean, so the idea that people they may not have sat there and said, by nature of being a human being, you are capable of owning things. Um, but the idea of owning property certainly existed as long as humans have been writing pretty much. Right. And I imagine even before that, a guy goes out, caveman goes out and hunts something and dragging it back to the cave. I'm sure he would defend that against someone trying to take it. Well, why? He, yeah, but but why would he have a better claim to it than than the other person? Right. He went out and got it. He mixed his labor with it. He sure. Went and uh, spent the time, tracked the animal, made the catch. He wants it. He put his time and his work and he mixed his labor with it, uh, making it his, homesteading it. Right. So, but why, why, why would that be the case that it's his? Like, why, why does it matter that he took certain actions to do something? Are you, um, I'm asking this. All right. Well, I would say there are scarce goods. There's only so many bear out there or deer or whatever, rabbits, um, which I, I learned from Rollo. If you eat rabbits in the wild, you will die anyway. So don't eat them. No, um, well, you can eat them. Just don't have that be the only thing you're eating. Yeah, I got you. Um, <laughs> one person will get that. Uh, yeah, that's eating. true. Only one person will get that. Um, hopefully he listens. That's this is how we'll know if he listens to yeah, our yeah. podcast. You can't lie to us. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we have scarce goods. We have to allocate these resources. Um, if he didn't have a better claim to it, anyone could fight over anything and kill each other. We have to figure out some way to settle this. And uh, so it's important that someone has a better claim to something so we can exist in the society. Uh, live together with each other peacefully and uh, you know we could go on from there right so I'm trying to I realize it's actually a little more difficult to work backwards from this yeah <laughs> well, because I don't know maybe you just cut to the chase okay, so what answer were you looking for no I mean that's that was fine but um, just getting to the idea of what we said we were going to talk about is self-ownership right um, gotcha so, because I think that you can, you can, you can come to other conclusions once you establish the idea of self-ownership. And so the question is, is why do you have the right to your, to your body over someone else? Yeah. And this was something we brought up in the episode with Thaddeus Russell, because I said, well, you own yourself. And he said, do I, you know, I, I don't have the same, you know, I can't sell my mind, my thought. I don't know my thoughts. I can't sell them. I, although he, he is an author, so. Um, he well, he's not does. selling his thoughts. He's selling. He's selling words on paper, yes. I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, and you can't transfer ownership. You can't rent it. You can't, 
you know, let someone else control it for a while and then you take it back. So he's like, what do you mean I own it? And um, I didn't really respond. But um, but let's let's talk about not necessarily that a little bit because we're not talking about um, the mind necessarily. We're talking about the physical body. The physical body, right? So, I mean, does it make sense that I would have the right to use my go over and start using my neighbor's body for whatever reason? Right. No, of course not. Um. So, why would so I guess why is that? <laughs> yeah, you gotta be very careful with your words when you're talking about this stuff. Yeah. Be very precise because um like I was not against Thaddeus Russell and he called me out on it. Mm-hmm. Um but really if you're looking at um you know, any human yeah, we don't control our thoughts, we don't create our own thoughts, at least not all of them, but we do have some degree of free will. Uh, Rallo and I both decided to come on to this podcast tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, it's why, like who, how did that thought come? That idea, I don't know. But we had some degree of free will. I could have chose to do something else. Um, but I made my body come down the stairs, plug in the microphone, get on the computer, and here I am. So whatever that is, that decided to do that, whether you call it my mind, my thoughts, my soul whatever, no one could possibly have a better claim to the physical body than that thing that has the free will to control the body. Would you agree with that? Yep. Yeah, that was actually way better than I was going to try to Yeah, I don't, legs do it. Right. It, it's very, it's something, since this episode made me think hard about this stuff, um, I, I'm sure there's other really smart guys who I've been thinking about this, and I could probably just read their stuff, but I, <laughs> I did That's no fun. <laughs> That's no fun, exactly. So we just have a bunch of conversations with each other over the week about this kind of stuff and try to work it out and laying in bed thinking about it. And um, I just don't see how you could make the case that any other body has a better claim than you do if you are sound mind and um, you have that ability to reason and have free will well and i think it's instinctual too for you for you to want to protect your body of i would say absolutely i mean animals have the the fight or flight mode and that's one another one thing i wanted to bring up in this episode because this was back in the dave smith episode uh with the dave dave smith with thaddeus russell where uh dave smith says there's natural rights and of course Thaddeus russell challenged him on that and said what blade of grass can you find it on animals don't have a concept of free speech like what are you talking about but animals certainly have an instinct to defend their their body and their herd and their family um they you know, they always say if you're camping and you see a bear with cubs stay away because that bear will protect their cubs right and you look at, uh, you know, they talk about, wow, there's so much violence in the animal world. But if you look at kind of the prey-predator kind of relationship, the predator doesn't always win that fight. And no, there's some you sort can go of— go on YouTube. Yeah. You know, like the antelope versus the, the, the cheetah or something. I mean, sometimes the antelope fight back. I remember watching one. It was um, Wildebeest versus a lion, and the lion had this guy 
And then like a whole herd of like 25 wildebeest come over and like stomp the lion and he runs away and they save the baby. It was pretty cool. Right. Even fish. Uh, schools of fish run coordinated defense maneuvers right. against predators. Like they'll, yeah. they'll swim together to look like a one huge fish. Yeah, they know, you know, octopus can change their color, octopi, whatever the plural is, mm-hmm. octopus, change their color to match in with their surroundings. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, this is common knowledge. Everyone knows that animals protect themselves. Right. And so there's, <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's plenty of evidence of, of instinctual self-preservation. Um, so that means that, you know, there's a willingness more so than than anyone else would to have to protect yourself. So there, that implies that there's some sort of value right. that is in your own body. Um, so by extension, I mean, we, we can start making this idea go out a little bit further. So when I breathe, I take in air into my lungs would someone then kind of have the right to come over and knock the air out of me? Because I'm using it and... They want it. Right. I mean, wouldn't um, that kind of become my property when I put it in my body like that? I would say I would say yes. Sure. How about if I'm standing in a space? Would someone say, hey, you know, I can, I want to exist in that spot? They could say that. Right, and they come over and, and knock me out of the way. Say, I want that space. Right. I mean, that I guess it's, you could use how how about like in a line at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, nobody likes a long or and line anywhere. No one wants to get to the end of a long line. But uh, would it be okay then to go knock the person out and who's in the front of the line and, and go stand there because you want that space? Right. So to, to like use someone else's body or, or physically move someone's body out of the way just because you want – because space is a limited resource. You can't both exist in the same spot together. So wouldn't one person – doesn't it make sense that, that one would have a certain claim over have than the a other? a better claim, right. So because if they didn't, then that would mean that both would be able to exist at the same time. In the same spot, right? Or at least battle over it and sure. not be a violation of someone's rights or body. But regardless of who has the better claim, one would have to be able to have the better claim because it can't be Exactly, shared. because they can't both be there at the same time. Right. So it would be a violation of some of something to say that you can't the person who doesn't have the better claim to to do something to cause the other one outside of his own, you know, not doing it within his own free will to get the other one out. Right. So I think that, I mean, that's not necessarily <coughs> like property is in you're mixing your labor with it and taking it, but it's evidence to, to something that exists saying that, you know, a scarce resource or thing that one has a better claim to it than another certainly i think the same kind of goes with with the body is that it exists and really only one person can can use it or one group or entity right and you can't 
it doesn't make sense that I guess you could have multiple people decide something. Like if you had a robot, you could have a few people controlling it. But it, the person's not a robot. It's someone who also yeah. has thoughts and desires and wants to move his body around a certain way. So, Right. Whoever, you know, I'm the only one who is able to move my fingers. Right. You know, without applying some other force to it. So it makes kind of sense that you would have the best claim? I would say so. Sure. So this idea, so we can't necessarily, I'm not making the claim that we can prove necessarily self-ownership. It, it seems to be. But I can't disprove, I can't find anything to disprove it. Or yeah, I can't make find, it, find a better, a better theory. Room. Right. Um, and I don't know that there is one. Mm -hmm. That somehow you could say, you know, maybe at one time people did have that. I mean, they, people were, quote unquote, owned. Um, slaves have existed in all societies all through time up until, as Thaddeus Russell says, the last 150 years or so. Um, well, thanks to Hillary Clinton, they're still in Libya. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, but go ahead. But I mean, even officially, and I, I don't know, I don't know all the details. I know there was an open slave market. I read that. Um, I read an article on that, but uh, I, I, Mauritania was the last country to outlaw slavery, which uh, I believe is in West Africa, right? And um, that was in the 80, 90, early 1980s, and they were the last officially recognized country to outlaw slavery. Um, now, you know, we're all libertarians here, so could have some more nuanced arguments about slavery and Nozick's tale of slaving all that but um officially sanctioned slavery is outlawed all over the world right well it's so just, it seems it's it's a slow recognition over time of that's that slavery is wrong and and you said like the nuanced libertarian view of it i mean there's still claims that we're slaves and you know not in like the the shackles and and yes. everything kind of idea yeah. but Go google robert nozick's tale of a slave and you'll see what we're talking about but it's a slow it's a slow process over time that we kind of undergo right. these discoveries these renaissances these changes in the way we're thinking so there seems to be a trend in in getting out of the slavery so while we don't have the kind of the the obvious explicit ownership of someone like we you know when you think about slavery in the in the south and the prior to the civil war which still there's still kind of versions of it that were were slowly eliminating over time and and even those slaves if you read thaddeus russell's book the uh renegade history of the united states he has a chapter where he talks about um you know at the time in the I forget the maybe 17, 1800, obviously 17 or 1800. So I, I don't remember what, what year he was talking about. Uh, it's been a while since I read it, but, uh, there was no concept of vacation. The normal people, normal average everyday white folk working all day didn't have vacation, but the slaves who were owned would oftentimes take off in the woods for a week just to get off their feet and relax. And, um, so, where I'm going with that is even though that they were officially owned by the state or, you know, the state 
sanction. They had bigger guns. They could enforce this ownership. They still had some degree of self-ownership where they would run a, run away for a while and come back and they would you know, do their dancing and singing with each other and whenever they had downtime. And Thaddeus Russell talks uh, positively of that. Uh, I, I don't want to say the wrong thing to kind of get him in trouble. So not that we would, <laughs> but it's a, it's a tough topic to talk about slavery, especially today. But he talks about the culture that those slaves created and um, still displayed self-ownership. Well, of course, he doesn't say that. But um, even while they were slaves in the United States, they yeah, I still mean, take off and run away and talk about it and have feelings and opinions. And <laughs> they were... So they own themselves in one sense. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it, they created a very powerful culture, like extremely Certainly. powerful. And, and, you know, you can, there's still plenty of, I don't even want to call it remnants of it today, but um, it's still very strong in a lot of black culture today. Um, kind of the, the kind of gospel. I don't want to sound yeah, well, like such like an idiot talking about this, but. You know, rock and roll and yeah. jazz music and rock and roll and it all came. You can it has a direct line to um, that era, and it wasn't sure. from classical music of, of Europe, right? Exactly. So I, I'm not a historian on this, but uh, yeah, a lot of good things came out of their culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, it's I think you have to acknowledge certain things that just are accepted by everyone and you don't have to say therefore it's correct i mean there's plenty of things throughout history that have been accepted that turn out to be very wrong like since we're on the topic of slavery i mean it's an obvious one but um if you if you drill it down it you know you can you can obviously come up with reasons that slavery would be wrong um, but with self-ownership, I, you get to a point where it, there's only one reasonable answer or ownership of, of the body. Cause I don't want to beg the question, you know, right. Um, you know, ownership of the body, there's only really one explanation that would make any sort of sense that we can come up with now. Right. Uh, yeah. And so that's why we say we, we don't have the proof for it necessarily, but. There's nothing that's satisfactory that would disprove it. And and even with Thaddeus Russell's argument where he says, I prefer to live in a society that has these things. I don't have to say it's right or good. Well, you're who is preferring. Right. And why does that matter? I mean, there has to be some kind of self-ownership there. Mm-hmm. Whoever is preferring to live in whatever society. I mean, it's not. Right. Because I'm sure that, oh, he did it with with being a communist in the beginning he took himself out of that right he said i he said i i I tried to get him to say he found communism to be wrong and and i knew he wasn't going to say that but he just said uh communists stink you know literally and figuratively (laughs) uh so i did i didn't want to be around them i didn't like them well who didn't like them what didn't like them why did you move you weren't forced there you didn't have to stay there there was no no one else was controlling your head or your body to keep you in that movement you obviously made some decision to leave for whatever reason it was. And um, that kind of displays a bit of self-ownership there. Right. 
Yeah, because there's purposeful action coming from the individual within the body. Right. Right. So, um, I don't know. Do you have anything else? Case closed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This is. Are a we going to vote again about. on a? On yeah. yeah. Last time we wanted a split decision. This one will be unanimous. Nice. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you have anything more to add? No, just that it's interesting I, to talk about this. I mean, I know we, we kind of were kind of lost words for a few seconds, and it's not because we don't think this. It's just because it's kind of difficult, and also it's, did a weird way of. Uh, oh, that's my fault. Just kind of did a weird way of, of going well, about tough. doing and it it's backwards. Tough to, yeah, and it's really tough to articulate um, these concepts yeah. because, like we said, language is vague. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, amazing how clear I had it in my head driving home from work today. Right. It's like, yeah, we know where we're going. And then, you know, whatever. Um, One other thing I wanted to add real quick, and we don't have to go in great detail about this, but he said um, the concept of ownership, what does that mean? And talked about, you know, the Indians didn't own land because they didn't or, you know, the settlers said they didn't. No one owned it because they didn't have a didn't mix their labor with it. They just lived off it. Um, But I don't think that's and he's a historian, but I don't even think that's historically accurate. Uh, because there were a lot of treaties made and, and purchases made from the Indians uh, with the colonies. And yeah, William Penn being one of them. Yeah, William Penn and, you know, the famous story of buying Manhattan. Um, so, I mean, there was the fact that they paid money, uh, at least implied that they owned it or paid whatever goods, whatever they gave, traded with the Indians to build or live there. Um certainly implies they owned it. Yeah, it'd be funny if the Indians were actually like, what are they doing? Like, these these idiots think they need to give us stuff for this thing. We don't even own it. <laughs> <laughs> this is yeah. awesome. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I don't want to try to say the early United States treated the Indians well. Uh, I know there's plenty of stories. Oh, about yeah. Tears and Andrew Jackson. We're not going down that road yeah i don't think anyone um yeah we're not trying to deny that or but um just in the i i I don't know you know early probably 1600s when they're first settling i I know there's stories of this i I don't have them off the top of my head and i know william penn in pennsylvania was bought so for what it's worth yep so uh let's do a free market success story and um, let's do it yeah, I wanted to bring up, I mean, we were doing a podcast and do it under our own purposeful action because we own our bodies. But And there's a couple other great libertarians that we know that are using their own bodies with pers- purposeful action to create their own podcast. And um, I want to give them a, some plugs. They've been doing some awesome stuff. First sure. one to talk about well, is, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go, go. Is uh, Mance Raider uh, doing the Free Man Beyond the Wall podcast. Uh, if you have not gone over and listened to him or bought his book, uh, Freedom Through Meandom, the 31-Day Guide to uh, Liberty, I think is the whole title. But, uh, I mean, he's he's absolutely killing it on his podcast. He does it a few times a week, and he's and he's had some fantastic guests on, talking about some fantastic... Like, Jeremy, he's had Jeremy Hammond on twice in the last few weeks. The first one being the history of Israel and the conflicts there and most recently talking about vaccines and um i mean i've i've learned so much 
in those two episodes. Um, just absolutely fantastic. And episodes where Hammond goes in and just is delivering facts that you can look up yourself. So it's not even, you're not asking anyone to, to make controversial, um, acceptances of what he's saying, like subjective things. It's you, it's, go look it up. I was actually blown away. I didn't do much, um, on the vaccine episode, but his episode on Israel and Palestine, um, I'm not, I don't, that was one of the best podcast episodes I've ever heard um, because he broke down the whole history very succinctly and very clearly. And um, he did kind of, I don't, I don't want to say gloss over, but he he just states certain things like, you know, in the mandate, it says X. And so I would go online and then look up the mandate and there it is. It's not, there's no, you don't have to imply, you don't have to say, well, it was written by the Zionists or it was a secret underground move you know there's no look you don't have to look into the motivations it's right there on paper you can go see it it's you can read it yourself it's not a secret it's not some underground secret society it's written right on the page Um, so i was very impressed everything i looked up checked out and made perfect sense so i I would go i highly recommend that episode uh in particular but his podcast is it's fantastic. Oh, and he's had some great guests on too, like Jeffrey Deist, uh, Rayford Davis, Scott Horton. Yeah, Scott Horton, uh, and he's been a guest on other shows, uh, most notably the Tom Woods Show. Yeah. Um, so, and then the other, and we'll have his and uh, show notes page, mcflugel.com slash eighty three. We'll have a link to his podcast, and the other podcast we want to talk about is the uh, Friends Against Government podcast, where a few weeks ago we had Car Campet on. And he started this podcast along with Bird Archist, and they do a weekly show where they kind of just have a thing where just kind of libertarians can just kind of talk about stuff and goof off and not have to worry about, you know, all the the stupid stuff that goes on in the movement. And it is absolutely hilarious. Um, Very I'm, I'm, you know, in my kitchen cooking dinner or driving my car listening to them, and I'm like laughing out loud. With the okay. stuff they have, yeah. and, and they're also also like talk about good stuff too. Yeah, no, it's a great podcast, and I was going to say the same thing. Like driving in my car, and I just start laughing. Um, so, yeah, highly recommended. Um, yeah, it's... and we we have some plans. We're going to do some crossover episodes. We'll bring those guys on. Maybe maybe if they invite us on, uh, yeah. we'll go over there too. They but are the they, and they are the number one podcast libertarian podcast out there. That's true. So, I mean, uh, Mance hasn't been on there yet. I, I mentioned he was on the Tom Woods show. And so, I mean, that's only the number seven libertarian podcast, according to Is it Friends Against already? Government. Yeah. Yeah. Also, speaking of podcasts, I want to have you talk about your, your little spat with someone in the libertarian community. Wait, on. mine? Yeah. What did I do? You don't. You, you're <laughs> weekly calling this guy out. Oh, no. Every week you call him out. Oh, yeah. Man, I can't believe you forgot about this. Man. No, that just, it's just become such a part of me. I don't think of it even as a, as a controversy anymore. I, and I'm assuming you're talking about the, um, part of the problem podcast host. Yeah. Dave Smith, who 
you know, Thaddeus Russell manned up. He came on to talk, and uh, Dave Smith, we're waiting for you. Yeah, so uh, you you will send your weekly tweet at him, calling him out <laughs> like a uh, like professional wrestlers. Yeah, and we'll uh, um, we'll see if he wants wants a yeah. shot at the belt. Yeah, you got to punch up, right? That's true. So uh, no, we I actually love the part of the problem podcast. Listen to it all the time, and um, hey, we would love to have him on. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I'm doing this tongue in cheek, and uh, don't expect him to even see the tweet, let alone respond to it. So, hey, that's what we thought the last time, though. Exactly. You never yeah, know. Yeah, you never know. So the show notes page again is mcflugel.com slash 83, where you'll find links to the stuff we talked about, as well as ways to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as YouTube, ways to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook, and also check out our sponsor, which is also us, libertymugs.com. We've got a bunch of mugs up. I'm trying to get a mug up every day. I'm trying to do a mug a day. Yeah, mug a day. And, and send us your mugshot. Yeah, and, uh, hashtag Liberty Mugshots. I actually bought a mug and it came in the mail and it's awesome. I used to drink coffee out of and the coffee actually tasted better. Yeah, it actually, <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. So, uh, you know, get them, while, get them while they're hot and good and everything else. Oh, and if you sub- – that's the big important thing. I'm supposed to have this advertisement. The incentive to do it is that if you subscribe to our mcflugel.com email subscriber list, we will send you a discount to libertymugs.com. Yeah, so if you want to go grab a mug, you might as well sign up for the email list before you grab the mug, and then you get a discount. Yep. I mean, we're the same people, so we'll get your email address either way. Don't, Don't let them in on the secret. Yeah, but that's – yeah. Actually, yeah, they could, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going to give us your email one way or another. You might as well get a discount. Right. Well, they don't have to because it means we make more money. Yeah, that's true. Another level. Yeah. In, in fact, if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. It'd be better uh, for us. Yeah. No. Uh, just uh, go check it out. There's some co- clever mugs. Uh, I think you'll enjoy them. Yes. And you can, I, you can actually use them for more than just coffee. I haven't yeah. tried that yet, but I think tomorrow I might try to put water in it and see what happens. See what happens? I was going to... Uh, it might break. I was thinking of putting one on my desk at work and putting some change in it or some pens uh, or something. Yeah. Do you think it would work for that? I would put change in it because holding Liberty Box is a great way to hold hold wealth. True. So. It's um, not a bad idea. Yeah. Prob- it's probably going to become the next currency. So you should really so stock up. Get in on, early. Yeah. Get in early. Get a lot of them. It's the next Bitcoin. It is. Satoshi's vision. But this is actually physical, and you can hold it. So. So it's even we, better. We can get all the normies in it. Yeah. Since that's their big. It's not magic. It's, right. it's mug. This, this has now become the officially the longest ending of our podcast. Yes, I was just trying to make it a little longer. <laughs> delayed response. So. It's good. I've been having some headphone problems, so I thought maybe they cut out and I was scrambling for a second. Nope. Okay, so we're way past the point of ridiculousness, so I think it's time. Let's end it. Yeah. So uh, thanks for listening. Again, check everything out. Check out those other podcasts. Those guys are doing great work. 
Yeah, and, uh, really. Um, and uh, trying to Dave end Smith, it. Dave Smith. Let's hear what you think of natural rights. See if Thaddeus Russell convinced you. Yeah. All right. All right. Peace. Catch you next week.